Shop all things Cherry Johnson at therealcherry.com. Cherry's World is brought to you by Less Is More Events. Get in line. Welcome to Cherry's World. Hey, 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 Cherry's World. Today we have two beautiful women in the house. We have the writer of a new hit show on Amazon called Chase Street. Her name is Shakira Ruiz Thomas, and she has brought along one of the lead actresses with her. And you all know her. Her name is Miss Terrell Hicks. This is Cherry's World. Hey, if you're listening to Cherry's World Podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, please give us a five star. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. I want to hear from you. Thank you. Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at cherriesworldpodcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. Welcome to Cherry's World. Shop all things Cherry Johnson at therealcherry.com. Hey, everybody at Cherry's World. I'm Terrell Hicks, and I'm here to talk about Chase Street. Hey. And I am Shakira Ruiz Thomas. I play Maria on Chase Street. Amazing. That's Mr. Courtney, and I am Cherry. How you doing? How you doing? Beautiful ladies. How you doing? Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. I thought we were going to have a man on the show and it was going to be like, you know, I've been with testosterone all day, so I'm, I'm happy to have my sisters in the house. I know. It feels good, right? Yeah. <laughs> Girl Courtney, power. <laughs> Courtney needs to be outnumbered because I've been outnumbered all day. Oh. And I don't mind it. You don't mind it? <laughs> so, ladies, I don't know who wants to take this, but let's, let's find out about Chase Street. Okay, I can go. I, I can go. Well, like I said, I'm Terrell Hicks, and on Chase Street, I play Beverly Johnson, and she is from Philadelphia. She moves to Candom, and she takes a job at the local um, newspaper, and she uh, basically doesn't know how the political world works in Camden, New Jersey, and she starts writing articles to get down to the truth of the corruption, and she ruffles a few feathers, and they're not happy with her at all. Now, they told me you were a writer. Are you writing the episodes, or are you just a writer on the show? I'm actually, no, actually, I... Okay, you took me. Okay, sorry. I'm actually am a writer on the show, and I do play um, the character Maria as well. Um, so, um, Chase Street essentially is a play on words. 
um, uh, because everyone in the, in the city is on the chase for something. Whether you have the police that's on the chase for the criminals or the politicians that are on chase for um, power or the citizens who are on, on a chase for the American dream. Everyone is like on a chase for something. And essentially what a chase sheet really is, is a political crime drama um, set in Camden, New Jersey. And um, it's kind of where three family families intersect um, their lives as far as the streets and politics. So that's really what it is. Um, Terrell, she's playing, um, as she said before, Beverly, who's a reporter, and she's like doing a fantastic job. Um, my my uh, character, Maria, she's kind of like, like a female gangster. She's like real, real bad. You know, she's a bad girl. So she's like a lot of fun to play. I'm really enjoying her. And she's super ambitious. And she's really trying to like, you know, make a, plow, a power move on the city and really kind of take over. So it's a really exciting character to play. Um, there's so many storylines. And um, episode one is directed by Clifton Powell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was definitely great to have a veteran like him. We have veterans like Terrell. Um, again, we have um, uh, Vincent Pastore from The Sopranos. We have Freeway. We have Gilly the Kid. Um, and a bunch of other um, known faces you're going to see. So I think people are going to really enjoy this one. I don't even watch TV. I'll just throw it out there. But you guys got me hooked. When I got the, the little thing and I got the email and I went on Amazon, because it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yes. Wondering where you can see. There's a lot of things going on on Chain Street that are kind of synonymous to what's going on in the world right now. Yeah. Is that purposefully or was that just a coincidence? Um, I want to say that it's unavoidable because we try to keep the story as true to the city and to the people as possible. So there is a lot of history that like, you're going to definitely see some storylines with people who, you know, if they know anything about Camden, they're going to be kind of familiar with it. So it's like, you know, it's really hard not to make it current, you know, if you, if you're trying to keep it true to its essence. So, Yeah. I know, I know we want to keep this current, but I just have to like go groupy really quick. Miss <laughs> Hicks, girl, yes. I am a huge fan. Oh, I'm a fan of yours as well. And it's so serious? good to see your face doing oh, your thing. Thank you so You don't understand how much that means to me because I know like oh. as actors, we kind of just like go through life and do our things and I didn't even yeah. know no, not me. I fan hard on a lot of people. I do. And you on Punky Brewster playing that, you know, the girl you played was a light oh. in my childhood. Even though we were the same age still, I looked up to you. I wasn't on TV at that time. So you were the brown girl that I looked up to. So thank you. thanks and for I, that. Thank you, baby, because Keisha, let me uh, see. <laughs> <laughs> alter ego. <laughs> Keisha's a hot mess. I was so in love with you when I was watching Belly. And I was transitioning from like a a kid show, kind of coming off of Family Matters. Yeah. I find my way as an actress, as a woman. Mm -hmm. I studied your every movement. At one point, I knew your every line. You killed that movie and you were the the soul. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, Keisha, her role was, it was just easy for me to gravitate to her because again, I grew up in the Bronx, a project girl, had dreams, wanted to get out. We, You know, 
everybody wants to chase the money back to Chase Street, but everybody wants to chase the money and, and chase that dream, that dream that they have. So, you know, that's that's basically what I pretty much put into that role. I embodied all the things that I was going through at that time and formed Keisha. And so she's just your, she's your everyday round away girl, but she's so relatable to just, you know, everybody who just want to strive for better and, and be a positive image, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's what we want to be. We want to shed some light. So I'm glad she got to that at the end of the movie. Like, you know, I'm better than this. This is who I am. You know, I'm from Pittsburgh. So right. I call her all day, every day. Cool. Because I just got off of Family Matters, but I wasn't trying to go back to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I feel and I you. Was so I just had to take a moment and say that and get it out because if I saw no you, problem. I would have screamed. No problem. But I'm excited to be a part of Chase Street. Um, I think the series is is wonderful. It, like you said, there is a lot going on. And Beverly wants to get the report on it all and just blast everybody. Everybody doing the wrong thing. She want to put it out there, regardless of if, you know, it's going to get her in trouble, get her killed, etc. She doesn't care. She has, like, that, that gutsy spirit to just get it done, to get her job done and do it in excellence. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of Chase Street. Oh. Now you all yeah. said that Freeway and um and 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 who else from the uh, state property on that? You said Freeway. Who else? Clifton, yeah. I know. Clifton Powell. No, no, you said Freeway and somebody else from uh state property. I can't remember. I said uh Gilly the kid. Gilly the kid. Yeah. Okay. He, he, no, he went with state property. But yeah, Gilly. I used to, I was actually on tour with Gilly a long time ago. But yeah. So what was it like getting those Philly guys to be part of a like um a Philly based show? Well, you know what? <clears throat> For me, um, unfortunately, I didn't have any scenes with them, right? Mm -hmm. But I did write for some of their scenes. Um, and just to see their talent and to see their transition as artists from musicians to actors, that's just that was just so inspiring to me. And, you know, I just felt like, wow, like it just it just brought the best out of the characters. And I was just so impressed. And I just, you know, I just love to see our people evolve and, and become better um, artists with time. And they def definitely like really brought it to the table, you know. Where are y'all from? Originally? Yeah, where are you originally from? Well, I, I'm from Brooklyn. Um, I grew, I'm a Brooklyn girl, so I can totally relate to the whole um, concept of Chase Street. But originally, I was actually born in Honduras. Oh. And uh, I came here when I was a baby, like about one, I think one. And listening to your accent, trying to figure out. <laughs> now, watching it, I did not realize that we were going to have a woman writer on, which I'm really excited. How do you, like, prepare to write for a bunch of kind of gangster men yeah. you know something um that's a really really good question i you know um like for me i'm actually the only woman on the writing team so um i was just gifted like um the senior writer thomas freeman he 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 uh he originated the character maria because a funny story i when i auditioned for chase street i auditioned for the role of kelly which i did not get so Maria was kind of like the character he had in the in the background, um, simmering, and he asked me if I would be interested in playing her. And when I heard about it, I was like, yeah, definitely, because she was so like badass. And I was like, I definitely want to play her. And so um, he gave me the opportunity to write for, for her. So I think in many ways, um, 
writing for her, I, you know, she just has to hold her own with a bunch of men. And I think, she, I think, you know, it's just something that comes naturally because I don't play her like a man and I don't write her like she's a man. You know, I just, she's just a woman who's, you know, from the streets, she's urban, you know, but she's ambitious, you know, and um, she's also calculating. So I take all of those things that I feel are female traits, actually, you know, that some people might mistake them as being very masculine, um, but she's just in a different arena. She's in an arena with men, you know? So, you know, like I said, I just write for her as a woman. And as far as the men, you know, um, with some of the storylines, you know, I, you know, we just, we have a really good team of writers. So, you know, they'll bounce an idea off to me and I'll just give my input and, you know, vice versa. There's sometimes they'll give me an idea for me for Maria that I didn't think about, you know, um, and we just go from there. But yeah, I just kind of like, you know, I, I feel like I have to bring that feminine, you know, energy to her and to the show, you know, great writing on the show. Yeah. But it makes me question. I ain't trying to get nobody in trouble in it. But they say you can only write about what you know. That is that true. makes me go, hmm. Well, let's just say I know somebody that knows somebody, right? <laughs> Don't let Jerry get you in no trouble. <laughs> I will take that, but you've done a phenomenal job. Yeah, thank you. And and I'm just like yes. I'm just so blessed to have you know, actors and actresses like Terrell and, and Clifton and everyone else who I, who I mentioned to be like these veteran actors or like to write for them. Like, that's so amazing to me. So I feel really blessed. But it is uh, amazing though to see it. Sherry, I didn't even think about that. Like how many black women now, uh, well, let me ask you this, get the role to start writing. Was that, what, what came first, I should say? So the writing, um, I'm sorry, the acting came first. Okay. Um, and then with time, just, you know, developing a relationship, um, with the writers and the producers, I just let them know, Hey, you know, I could write, right. You know, I could write. <laughs> so I kept putting that in there. You know, I could write. <laughs> so eventually, you know, um, they gave me a shot because I think, you know, you just have to prove yourself and be good at what you're hired to do first. And then with that, when they see that they could trust you with that, then they'll trust you with something else. And that goes with any position, I think. So that's just like, I kind of climbed from there, you know? Phenomenal. And Terrell, what was your, <laughs> like, did you audition? Was it an offer? What was the process like of getting the job? It actually was an offer. Um, Thomas Freeman called me and he said, I have a role that's perfect for you. Are you interested? I'm going to send you the script. I read it. And I was like, sure, I'd love to play this sassy reporter. Yes. <laughs> and, and then I, the rest is history. Showed I up the red day and shot. For people who don't know, like that's a big honor because yeah. even Halle Berry still auditions. Yeah. So yeah. when you get an offer, and you don't even have to go in for a meeting and yeah. it's not necessarily somebody that you have a relationship with right I'm it's always honored when that happens because that means that they value my work enough to know that the character that they trust me with I'm gonna bring it and, and give my best so that's what I did with Beverly and again yeah like I said I'm honored that Thomas called me and thought about me and um I did what I needed to do <laughs> Do you yeah. find that it's more pressure um, than if you actually had auditioned, whereas someone actually had a vision for you? <clears throat> so do you find yeah. that? 
you know what? The funny thing is, I think, I mean, that's happened to me a lot in my life. God has just blessed me in that way. Not to brag, but yeah, I'll brag on God and the things that he's done for me. But um, mm-hmm. even Belly, Keisha, I never auditioned for her. Hype came up with that and he said, I see you in it, do it. And I'm like, okay, well, create. So when I read the script, if I'm offered it, I just really try to read what the character is about and put myself in those shoes and and give the best portrayal of that character that I can give. And the director either like it or they don't. And I've been lucky <laughs> thus far that, you know, my work has, you know, proven to be I. <laughs> it's more than I. It's more than I. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm humbled in every sense. <laughs> I am. Your characters live with us forever. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank do, you. Do you think Belly, not just, Stop talking about Chase Street, but I got to ask you a question about Belly. Do you think Belly has aged well? Uh, because oh my god, there's there's some. Yes. Well, I love it, but yes, in this era, you know, like I just the one scene with with uh, Tommy and mm-hmm. Peter, I forget mm-hmm. her name. You know, her being fifteen, and you know how she, right what she told you, you know. So like, yeah, did that age well? I mean. <laughs> That's what's going on today, probably even more so than ever. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you know, this generation is wild. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it definitely aged well. Um, I think it definitely speaks to this generation and what they're doing and what they're seeing. But I also think that um, the outcome of your decision and your choices are all at the end of that movie. And it doesn't really play out well for anybody. It plays out that thank God I made it through the madness that I went through. So I hope that these, well, this generation that's watching Belly, that they get that that life is just, is not it. You know, it's, it's glamour, it's flashy, it's money, but there's a price to pay for all of that when you're doing it and getting it the wrong way. Absolutely. Are you ladies my host? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Are you you guys moms? I am a mom. I have a 20-year-old and I have a 10-year-old. Same baby daddy. (laughs) I blame him. Gorgeous. Thank you. I have a 20-year-old. He's 21 in December. So, yeah. And again, you know, Belly appeals to his age group. So I have to, you know, explain. He's like, oh, mom, man, you know, everybody talks about Belly. Your mom is Keisha, you know. And I know at first he was embarrassed by it, but he had to get over it. (laughs) He got over it. And now he's like, you're like a legend. Like, people really love you. And I'm like, and it's a blessing. It's a blessing that I can 25-something years plus still talk about that movie and be an inspiration to brown girls, you know, all over America to appreciate their skin color and love themselves. And I'm happy to to be a part of that movement. So, yes. So as mommies, right, this has been a tough year, I think, for all brown moms. What Mm -hmm. conversations are you having with your kids behind closed doors? Well, for me, I mean, Jaden is fortunate to have his dad in his life who guides him, who's raising him to be 
the young prince that he needs to be before he gets to the king with his own family and, and his own responsibilities. It's not really much that I have to say to him because he has a father as an example to implement those behaviors that he needs to see. So again, I'm blessed in that sense, but all I tell him to do is always do good, always do what you know is right. And when you hear that voice inside telling you to do the wrong things, then you know that the outcome is not going to be what you expect it to be, but it's going to be something bad. So listen to it. You know, we have these intuitions sometimes, you know, and kids have them too, that, that something will tell them to do something, but something to say, no, don't do that. And they still do it anyway. So when you hear that voice, you got to know to listen. So I always tell them, you know, be in tune with yourself and who you are. You don't have to follow anybody. Just be who you are. And that's a positive young black prince and wear it proud i mean as far as the, all the brutality and the police and the cops and everything that's going on i tell him to stand up for his rights you know you have rights you are a human being you are a person you're not a thing you have rights and you need to exercise your rights read the laws know what it is that you deserve know what it is that you know you can fight for and that's equality as a black man what about you what kind of conversations are you having with your babies? Well, my daughter, she's eight years old. I only have one. And um, to break it down for her at this young age, I just try to, you know, just, you know, just to, to piggyback off of what Terrell said, you know, um, I just try to teach her to, to, that, to be a leader. And, 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 and it's okay not to be like the rest of her friends, you know, and it's okay to not fit in at times. And um, it's interesting because over here, we're doing all of the remote learning. And yeah. so I've been at home a lot teaching, you know, her and um, she, the only communication she really has with her friends is like virtual, right? So when she logs on, she's in this virtual world and it's a little, you know, it's a little scary to let your kids go out in there. And I'm always trying to like look over her shoulder to see what she's doing. But um, just to hear that, you know, certain little things that, that we've taught her, whether it be like, even just, you know, with her language and stuff like that, I noticed that it stays with her. Like the kids, they really listen. Like, you know, um, I hear her say, mommy, I don't like the way that they speak. And I'm like, you know, it's okay. It's okay. You know, and it's good because what's important is how you speak, you yeah. know, so don't, so don't let it get you down. So I just try as best as I can to um, instill that she has to listen to herself and what she knows is right. Absolutely. I'm a homeschool mom, so your baby will be okay. okay. <laughs> My daughter is only six years old, but she's going into the fourth grade. Okay. I homeschool because she's really yeah. advanced. Right. But, oh, that's awesome. Thank you. But just to like ease your nerves a little bit, if you're worried about your kid not having that interaction on a daily basis, mm -hmm. she'll survive. Okay. <laughs> but that's glad to hear that yes roblox has saved us because she's used to doing activities four days a week she played you know she does taekwondo and she played soccer and right. that was her interaction with kids and where her friends came from we don't have that but now they're all on roblox girl Carrie's world news spotlight spotlight Available now on pinsdeep.com as well as Spotify, Do What I Want, featuring Sophia Camille, Pins Deep. Also, the interview 
is available now on the official YouTube channel of Cherry John. Available now on Tidal, Spotify, Apple Music. Available now on Spotify, Tidal, and Apple Music. about being mothers um especially because you have you say you have a 20 year old i have a 20 year old yes do you find your kids both of you find your kids interested in like what mommy's doing and want to be you know part of it uh actually you see that like maybe a role maybe for them or or do you just like nah let them be kids or 
you know. You know what? I let my son be, and it just it naturally happened for him. He raps. He writes. Um, uh, his dad is very musical. He's a musical producer, so it comes naturally for him. I'm a singer as well, so um, I didn't force him to do anything. It just kind of developed, and now he makes his own music. He makes his own beats. His artist name is JD Balling. So, you know, he's going for it. He's in, uh, he goes to Nyack College. So he's also going to get that degree because I'm like, you know, you need a fallback. You always need a fallback. So you have to complete your education and fly, baby, fly. So that's what I tell him. That's beautiful. I was, I was going to ask you that, Terrell, is Beverly going to sing at all? I don't, you know what? I don't think so. But I'm cool with her not singing because, you know, every role, I don't have to sing. And sometimes I just really like to act and just, you know, she's not a singer. She's a reporter. <laughs> I got to ask because I can't sing a lick, right? Aww. So for me not being able to sing a lick, you guys are in New York. Like, there's nothing I would love more than to, like, do the theater. Yeah. But it has to be a musical. I don't want to just get up there and act. I want to get up there and blow. Yeah. But I can't blow because I can't sing. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How is COVID affecting um the schedule now? Like, do you do you know like when y'all going back or anything? Or? Well, we're not really sure just yet when we're going back. Um, because Chase Street was actually made over a course of a few years. Yeah. Um, so it definitely was a labor of love. Um, but I suspect we'll probably be back to filming maybe the top of the year, maybe sooner. You know. Um, but I think it's gonna be pretty soon. So that means we get a second season. <laughs> We're writing it right now. So absolutely. Really? How many episodes do you guys do? Well, for season one, it, uh, it was six episodes. Um, but if you, when you see it on Amazon Prime, it's, it's listed as two. But in reality, it was initially supposed to be one. But that was just, you know, I guess maybe for marketing purposes. But a full second season will be about 10 episodes. And you know, we're starting working on it right now. And let me tell you, it's going to be so good. It's going to, because with every episode, it gets better and better and better. And that's what everyone across the board has told us. So when, you know, taking all that feedback and, and doing what we're doing right now with the writers, oh my God, it's going to be amazing. Mm. I'm excited. Do we know what's going to happen with Beverly? Have they given <laughs> Yes. 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 We've been working <laughs> on that. And, um, you know what she um <laughs> let's, just say, let, let's just say she's gonna she you know she's gonna have to put up a fight she's gonna have to put up a little bit of a fight in, in season two um it's gonna be good because she's gonna you know she's gonna ruffle a few feathers for sure and that's what I'm gonna say right now I don't want to get in trouble <laughs> I was all listening. I, I am so excited just to see women on a show in power yes. position. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I do want to give Shakira her props and, you know, just for representing us as women and, you know, stepping out there and writing and just like keeping us in the line, keeping us in the line of fire where, you know, we're being noticed and we're being seen as, as brown girls. Well, thank you so much, Terrell, and I just want to say thank you to you, too, because this is definitely an honor to Aww. be a part of a show that you're part of, because you've inspired, I mean, you've, ins you've may paved the way for a character like Maria, you know Aww, what I mean? Thank you. <laughs> thank you. So that's, you know, that's super cool, and I'm definitely glad you're on our team. 
Yep, happy to be there. And this season is going to be bigger and better. I'm sorry. I just wanted to say, I think it's beautiful that you guys work together because what people don't really know, just because y'all work together don't mean you're friends. Hollywood is like every other job. So I think it's really beautiful that you guys really appreciate, love, and have a respect for each other. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I haven't had any scenes with Terrell yet, but I hope that you know our paths will cross i don't know how we're going to work that out on the show but uh, you know hopefully i'm rooting for that and um you know like i said i have so much respect for her um you know her talent her beauty um the fact that she's been part of legendary stuff so you know that admiration for me is 100 percent genuine you know beautiful you know um seeing seeing that you're writing and stuff like that um it, it brings me back to, yeah, I think it was a time when uh, oh, I, I get the names mixed up, but a lot of black women have been writing for prom these prominent shows and stuff. And I think that it's good that you that you continue in that, uh, like with Courtney Van Kemp with Power and um, Shonda Rhimes. And you know what I'm saying? So it's good to see you continue. Are, are they like inspiration to you? Or? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I just, I've always had, had the um the notion that you know as a black woman i just feel like you always have to strive for excellence um being good is just not good enough you know what i mean so to for me to see women on their a game like that consistently that definitely it, i mean it lets me know that it's achievable and it's something that i respect and and it lets me know that hey you know what don't don't just be mediocre at what you do. Go give it your all. Give it a thousand percent. And that's what, if anything that I learned from watching this woman, those women, it's it's that. It's just, you know, just be the best, you know? And yeah, that's definitely something that I try to apply to my own work ethic. I'm sorry, Quinny. I'm just saying there's there's not a lot of black writers that are exactly, famous. exactly. There's not. Mm -hmm. Can you take me inside like the what Oh God, the writer's room, like, how does that work? Do you just like, you're all sitting there and then you like write something and you come up with an idea and you pass it along and then they say yay or nay or like, how does that work? Well, essentially like with the writer's room for first, for the first season, um, you know, when I, I came on board, I think I want to say maybe episode three as a writer. Um, and so like the Bible was already written, like, and for those listening who don't know what a Bible is, it's kind of like an outline as to what the, the, the season is going to look like. And um, pretty much like, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, like the writers, they gave, like Tom, he gave me so much freedom to write for my character, you know? So certain, so what we did was we kind of like divided the storyline. So I wrote a lot for Maria's storyline. I wrote for other storylines as well, but the, he kind of like really entrusted me. And, you know, if, you know, he's, of course, he's, he's a lead writer. So if something doesn't work, he doesn't like, he'll, he'll change it. And there's no ego there with me. Um, there's no ego there with him either. You know, if like, if, you know, he kind of like, you know, he, he's definitely really open to the idea. So we kind of like allocated storylines um and i think now though probably since we have that experience writing for these characters probably for the second season you know they may say write the entire episode whatever episode it is so that's it's just going to be a little bit more responsibility you know in writing episodes but being that i'm so familiar with the characters you know each one of us 
you know, once we kind of sketch out and frame out the season, we'll have our own episodes that we're in charge of. So that's going to be something new. How do you find the voice? Because every character has a voice, right? Mm -hmm. so how do you go in and find the voice, especially writing for these male characters? I always think about motivation. And I'm really big on um, who, who are these characters before you see them? You know, what's happened to them before you see them? You know, why, like, the why is so important to me. So that's really where I get the voice from. Like I, you know, whenever I write, I got to know everything about the character before I write about the character. It's super important. All, all of that research, even if it's all in my head, but that I know where this person came from and why they made the choices that they made. So it's really about the why for me. And um, also in doing the research with the town and, and there's so many people from Camden working on this show about Camden. Mm -hmm. So that's the other thing too, because sometimes you have shows where writers, like they're not familiar, you know, with the history maybe, or, or maybe they don't have that personal one-on-one -on -one experience, you know, but here it is. I'm right. I'm working with people from the town of Camden. So I kind of understand their plight, you know, and so it makes it a little bit easier. I'm sorry. Where, where, how far is Camden outside of Philly? Right over the bridge, from what I understand, like maybe about a half an hour away. Okay, okay. Yeah. I didn't know too much about it. But like, um, <clears throat> when, when you're doing that, do you actually like ride through that area and like meet and talk with people? Or did like, like how, how close did you get? We were right in the in the thick of it. So here it is when I'm filming, like, uh, you know, whenever I had to film, I'm driving down from New York, you know, trying to explain to my family why am I driving to Camden, New Jersey, of all places. Like, aren't you scared? I'm like, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm not scared. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, like, you know, when you when you're actually there and you're driving through the town and, you know, you're meeting the people. Um, you get to see, you get to see a lot. But one thing that I will say, in spite of the reputation that Camden may have, there are a lot of good people in Camden. There are a lot of good people. And it, it made me feel secure when I was filming to know that the people were good. And, you know, um, they just wanted to have a voice, you know, and the, and the show just means so much to the people over there. So, you know, it just felt like a good thing for me. I'm sure they're proud. Yeah. Because you're going to be their representation. Yeah, one of them, absolutely. Do you feel a responsibility? Because for me as an actress, I do feel a responsibility to young Black girls out there. There are certain roles that I won't take and certain things I don't do. Do you feel a responsibility with even your character, Maria? I, I definitely do. I, you, know, you know what, for me, to me, I look at art and, 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 and I look at being an actor as like being a mirror. So to me, you know, Maria's a very flawed character, but I think she's gonna grow a lot in the show. And to me, it's really important to show the truth of where she came from and who she is and what her motivations are, but also, um, to do, it, to do it in a way that sheds light on what young women of color have to go through, 
you know? Um, so I think that's a huge responsibility, you know, and, 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 you know, for her, she's, she's like a boss, you know, and, and she's really, even though she's trying to expand her, um, I guess her reign, so to speak, um, in, in, in a, in an environment that's not, um, that's not necessarily the, the, the most moral, she's going to find out a lot about herself. And I think that's what's important to me is that in that journey, in her journey, that the women that are watching can find out a lot about themselves too. And that, you know, they give themselves an opportunity to change and evolve. So that's what I'm hoping to see for her, you know, that change and that growth and um, to tell her truth, you know, cause it's not a perfect truth, but as you get to know her, then you're going to, you're going to understand why. And, you know, um, I think young women will help, will, will start to understand themselves a little bit more too. Mm. You know what I'm saying? In the process. So yeah, it's a huge responsibility. Oh my goodness. To be an actor, just, you know, and, and a writer. And I just feel so honored to have these jobs. These are the, such noble jobs for me, you know, I think. And I, and, and I take them seriously. I can too. Oh, it's sweet because I feel like um, we don't get the respect that we used to get thanks to things like, and I hate to say like I'm bashing, but reality TV. I don't feel like these women have a responsibility to anyone but themselves. Mm -hmm. No, they don't, they don't feel the responsibility of the women who are going to come after them or the younger generation or even their children. They're just thinking, you know, I got to throw this drink on this girl and punch her in the face because it's how I'm going to get my check. Right. Mm -hmm. And to hear another thesbian <laughs> or actor, you know, actually care. It mm -hmm. means a lot. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, you know, I know exactly what, like what you're saying, because sometimes like even in not only like reality TV, but sometimes in the music, in the songs and the imagery of black women, it, sometimes I'm like, wait a second, like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing to us? Yes. You know what I'm saying? What are you doing to us? What are you doing to our image? Like, you know, who gave you the right to do that to us? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Um, you know, when I look at that, I, you know, I think, I think you got to have a certain amount of grace too for those women who are there, who, who, who are selling themselves short. You got to have a, some amount of grace for them and hope that they can evolve too, you know, and get, get past that. But, you know, what I would like to see is just more women behind the scenes calling the shots, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like in that, then we can make sure that the right images of ourselves get out there. You know what I'm saying? So that to me is, you know, so, you know, I'm, I'm just praying that, um, you know, God will give me more opportunities to, to have that voice of, you know, whether it's a writer or, you know, whatever else behind the scenes that I can just, you know, write something that's really good content, you know, for us women. It's, it's so funny hearing you all talk about this because today as we speak, uh, Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion just released their new song, video and everything. And I, and I, and I saw trending that men were more upset about it it seems like then women, and I guess it was because of this whole uh, maybe women's liberation 
you know, don't put us in a box. But it made me think about one time I, when I was a kid in the 80s, um, a barber, he, he was at the barber shop, and he couldn't understand why his beautician came in with uh, uh, jogging pants on and, 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 and sometimes wore jeans. He said, a woman supposed to wear slacks or a skirt. And even in the 90s, she, he got upset because the same barber, he owned the shop that this girl was wearing jeans. Like, you, you, a woman ain't supposed to dress like this. A woman ain't supposed to act like this. And I guess it was just like, I, I'm trying to look at it from both ways. Maybe like, this is women saying, nah, nobody's gonna tell us how we supposed, we're not gonna be looking looked at the way you want us to be viewed. This is us. And mm-hmm. I guess this is what you get, you know, off subject of Chase Street, but I'm just saying like, you know, continuing y'all. I haven't seen the video. Uh, so I can't shit on either one of the women, but I I've watched it 632 now. <laughs> <laughs> I know that they've made a career out of sexualizing themselves, and that's what works for them. But then there's also a bunch of us who we have so much more than our bodies. You know, we're actually smart, intelligent, and I'm, I'm not taking anything from them. I'm not saying they're not smart and intelligent women, but that's the niche. That's the niche that they've decided in which they're going to make their money. For women like us, we've chosen a different path, hopefully, so the women that come after us don't feel that that's all that they have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we got daughters, man. We have daughters, absolutely. And you know, it's interesting, like, um, with what you just said just now, too, that um, the men seem to be more upset about it than the women. And that's actually a good thing because. I feel like men should be vocal about that. You know, they, you know, we don't want our women to be that. We want, we want you, you, you ladies to be something more than that. And I feel like because maybe of women's lib, you know, men are afraid to say that and you're yeah. like, oh, you know, but you don't want to sway one. See, to me, everything in moderation, you don't want to go too far to the right. You don't want to go too far to the left. You know what I'm saying? I think a woman can decide who she wants to be, but sometimes, you know, it makes you wonder when you see these images, is it, did she make that choice knowingly, knowing or feeling that that was her only choice? You know, did, was that the only cho- choice she picked from the box or was it, you know, or was it one that she felt like maybe was her only one? Or her- it's funny you say that because I listened to the interview with her this morning, Cardi B that is, and um, the song is called w- WAP, WAP. Mm-hmm. Jerry, you know what WAP means, right? Mm-mm, I don't. I'm no. corny. I'm sorry. Fill me in. You probably can't say it right now. You can tell it later, but it's not. Okay. And, <laughs> but she, they, and she didn't really want, she sounded like she just kept saying that, yes, yeah, it's, it's just so nasty. It's just so nasty. Like, so it made you think, like, well, is someone telling her to make this song or... Is she is someone telling her this is your character? You got to be this, be this person because she during the interview she's talking about like how nasty the song is. I'm like, well, if you think the song is so nasty, why'd you make it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, what does WAP? I'm okay. Wait, I must really be crony because I'm not getting it. I'm getting wireless. Here, you can tell her I'm not going to say. I got wireless application protocol. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it should should mean, right? It's almost there, Cherry, almost. Almost. I need to look up the urban. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I just want you to know, Courtney makes fun of me, okay? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't watch TV mm-hmm. and I don't ever know what's trending and I'm all out of the loop. Mm-hmm. W-A-P. So do you feel like, because in control of characters, I'm do you not feel getting like it. an obligation to make sure the woman, not just the women, but in general, like, I mean, because, you know, we got a lot of guys that, you know, that are perceived as being thugs or whatever like that, and they think that imagery is being cool, too. Like, like what, what role do you feel as someone behind the scenes as well? Like, do uh-huh. you have a responsibility? Do you have any, do you feel like that? That you have any responsibility with that? I think, like, it's a complicated answer, you know? Right. It definitely is, because, again, you have to tell that character's truth you know so in doing that you know i think there are ways to say certain things you know um there's ways to imply certain things without having to be graphic without having to be savage you know um and i think that also you know on the show the the cool thing about the show too is that you do have voices of reason voices of conscience on the show it's not just a street show um, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, while a lot of the people come from the streets of Camden, you do have a lot of positive people, a lot of positive images um, uh, that kind of like sway the moral compass, you know what I mean? So it, you know, it's not just one type of character that you're gonna see. You know. I'm smiling because he just wrote me what it means. And I was <laughs> over here just Googling and I was like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> wow. So, so the two women that you named earlier, one that does power and then Shonda Grimes, I have personally worked with a lady named Megan Deloach, another one, Sarah and Vita uh, Spears. Those are the only black female writers that I know. Oh, wow. And so now you, and that I've gotten a chance to work with, you are now filling in that catalog. Right. How cool is that? Awesome. Thank you so much for allowing me to do that. I, I, you know, for being, you know, somebody that, you know, could be on your show and and get that opportunity. Thank you for being here. Are you kidding me? What's next for you? What's next for me? Um, I'm actually about to direct my first feature film. So it's an independent film. I, it's something that I wrote. It's called Black Money. Um, it's, it's a, it's a great, great story. Um, and you know, I can't wait for people to see it. Um, so we're about to start filming actually tomorrow. So congratulations. So Shakira is here to stay. (laughs) Yes. God willing. Absolutely. Claim it. Do you have anything else for her, Courtney? Well, no. Can you expand on, um, black money? Oh, sure. So um, Black Money is a story about a young politician who is from the streets and he decides to develop his own cryptocurrency exclusively for the Black community. And he does so um, by assembling his, his former street crew to help fund and support it. And so in the midst of all of that, all of this drama, you know, ensues, because as you can imagine, it wouldn't be an easy feat um, to accomplish. And so, um, yeah, it's it's pretty exciting. It's, it's, it's action-packed, and um, it's a really good story. It's very timely, considering everything that we have going on, um, you know, in the state of, of our 
lives and as a people and politically and everything. So I just kind of wanted to write something that I felt might possibly be a solution, you know, maybe, um, or something to at least address it and, you know, in some way, like what's going on. Well, I mean, and what you're talking about is realistic because if you look in the history of America, mostly everything that's kind of legal now mm-hmm. has started by a white, a, star, a white man and his mob or gang. So mm-hmm. for it, when you say that about a black man, you know, wanting to do this and he had to get his old street crew, that's, that's tradition in the American way. You know, they just don't like for us to be like that. You know what I mean? But that's, I mean, look at, uh, look at the way we, uh, liquor was uh, made legal. Same yeah. thing, you know. So, hey, salute. Well, I can't wait to see it. Uh, me too. Now I'm really interested because I've been hearing a lot this year about how segregation was the worst thing that happened to Black wealth and to Black people. So with your model, because anytime we put out a film, we are putting out a model. With your model that you're putting out there, do you feel like somebody could take this and it could be our new way of life? Oh, absolutely. I, I you know what? We, like as a people, um, we've been through a lot in this nation. Um, and a lot of times I think what's happened is it kind of like, um, it dampened a lot of hope. Like, you know, like when you like, look, you know, for instance, you look at black wall street and it being burnt down and it's like, it seems like every time you try and you try and you just, you get beaten back down, you know, and, and, and you have to start from scratch. But I personally believe that this is the generation to do it. This is the generation to break that glass ceiling. You know what I mean? I, I, I think that because kids now are so smart, smarter than ever, you know what I mean? Um, there's information everywhere. It's just really a matter of us believing that it's possible, you know, to, to, to have our own economy. I mean, you know, everyone always says what's wrong and why we can't. And I'm not really that type. Of, I'm not a why we can't type of person. <laughs> I'm more like, well, no, we can because, you know, because, you know, we can do this. So, you know, to me, that's really, you know, what I'm about. And, um, hopefully that'll be contagious, you know, like, no, we can, you know, like, (laughs) we can do this. And this is how we're, you know, we can do it. And um, so really, that's really what my contribution to what's going on is currently is about, you know, I I, kind of speak through my art. That's what I want to do. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I just want to make the best use of my energy and my time. So I just speak through my art, you know, and hopefully people will get it. So. That's beautiful. Girl, you got a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise. Oh my God. You kidding me? <laughs> thank you so much for being here. I'm uber excited about you. Yeah, thank you so much. How thank can you. we follow you? Like on social media? Oh, you can follow me um on Instagram at Shaq. Actually, Shakira Ruiz. Yeah, I just changed it. So at Shakira Ruiz. Um, same thing on Facebook. Thank you so much. Yeah, girl. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. Yeah. Yeah, Great meeting you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to speak. You know, I I really am grateful for that. No, thank you. And anytime you want to come back, just let us know, okay? Okay, sure. Thank you. Thank you.
Much success. Much success. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I am so excited. That that hour with women like rejuvenated me. I know, right? <laughs> we don't get that. Like not often. Not often. Absolutely not often. And and um, you know, sometimes the energies are skewed between women, unfortunately. So we're still working through that, you know. But um it's good to work with, you know, with a sister that, you know, has good energy and it's encouraging because like you just made me feel like, yay, you know, I'm almost there. It means so much. You know, Kelly, I got to work with Kelly for a long time, Kelly Williams, and we really do like each other. Mm -hmm. And so I just believe that once we all are able to unite and find our sisterhood, we're going to be so much more powerful. So much more. Absolutely. So much more. Mm-hmm. So to watch you and Terrell carry on that sisterhood just makes me grin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Courtney, not trying to leave you out. You know what I'm saying? But oh, this is dope. I love seeing beautiful black women on stage. Hey, I'm turning this down. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, baby. Yeah, well, thank you again. And much success to you in all your endeavors. And, you know, I just pray that this show goes really far for you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Cherry's World. Brought to you by Less Is More Events. Get Lime. 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 Shop all things Cherry Johnson at therealcherry.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.